Chapter Three, Part One of Women of the French Revolution by Winifred Stevens. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Three, Part One. Clubs and club women during the revolution. Quote, L'insurrection ne sera possible que si les femmes s'en mêlent. Mirabeau. Today, if you ask an intelligent, public-spirited French woman of the middle class to what club she belongs, she will look at you in amazement and exclaim what should i do with a club when i have my home if she is well to do she may add when i have my salon neither men nor women in the france of to-day are so addicted to the club habit as we are in london but during the revolution it was different then among women as well as men there raged a veritable club mania clubinomanie the french called it they had caught it in england it had been a symptom of the eighteenth-century anglomania before the revolution french clubs were for men only a pamphleteer of the time deplores the habit frenchmen were contracting of avoiding women's society and isolating themselves in clubs with the introduction of this pernicious practice he says set in the decadence of french manners and the substitution of something called energy which was in reality nothing but rudeness and roughness for the earlier social virtues and charm these clubs were mainly social members met to talk and play cards one of the earliest of them founded in seventeen eighty two called itself le club politique though it paradoxically tabooed political as well as religious subjects another le club de boston ou des americains was founded in seventeen eighty five by the duke of orleans after one of his visits to england others followed and so rapidly that the government began to fear a political danger whatever attempt might be made to exclude politics in those days of political ferment politics would keep breaking in consequently in seventeen eighty seven the controller general calonne closed all clubs but he could not prevent people meeting together to discuss the questions of the hour one of these little groups consisting mainly of lawyers used to meet during the election of the states-general in seventeen eighty eight and seventeen eighty nine at the house of dupas a councillor in the paris parliament in this gathering some have discerned the origin of the most famous of the revolution clubs the jacobins after calonne's dismissal from office the government stopped trying to check the club mania then all over france clubs began to spring up like mushrooms and to vanish in many cases almost as quickly the club fury writes a contemporary author spread through all classes all ages all sexes in certain towns artisans left their work to go and deraisonner in clubs there were clubs for everyone not only for men and women but separate clubs for old men for old women for young men for young girls and for children clubs for every type of character for every shade of temperament and political opinion clubs for the furious les enragés for the impartial for the poor who wore woolen caps les indigents or les bonnets de laine clubs for loyalists for the enemies of despotism for the defenders of the republic for the conquerors of the bastille a club for the federated a club for divorced women a club for les noirs a club for servants a club for ladies a club for the electors of seventeen eighty nine a club from twelve till fourteen o'clock most of these clubs were political but not all the last for instance the club from twelve till fourteen o'clock which met at the house of one calava in the palais royal was a purely social club of jovial old men the youngest of whom was sixty the veterans occasionally invited young women to their assembly louise fusy the actress tells how she was once their guest and how witty amiable and gay she found her elderly hosts 
but it is with the political clubs that we are mainly concerned here and among them we may distinguish three categories first clubs for men only second clubs for men and women third clubs for women only in all three we shall find women for a while exercising a certain influence they threw themselves into the club movement says the patronizing michelet with all the blind ardor of a woman's heart with the passions of the middle ages employed in the service of the new faith it would be difficult to exaggerate the immense importance of these clubs the power of the jacobins for a while rivalled that of the national assembly this club whether or not it originated in the assemblies at duparz dates from the earliest days of the revolution when the states-general assembled at versailles some of the deputies began to meet together to discuss the deliberations of the assembly as many of them came from brittany their gatherings were called le club breton it was essentially a club of professional men discussing political matters in private after the sixth of october le club breton followed the assembly to paris the assembly had established itself in the riding-school manege in the rue st honore on the site of the present rue de rivoli where it is now joined by the rue castiglione the bretons rented for their club hall the refectory of the black friars or jacobin monastery which henceforth gave its name to the club these monastic buildings were on the site of the present st honore market as time went on and as the jacobin club expanded it and its affiliated societies came to occupy not only the black friars refectory but the library also then the crypt and finally the church itself arrogating to themselves the high title of friends of the constitution amis de la constitution our quondam bretons regarded themselves as aristocrats among clubbists when they deigned to admit women it was by ticket and as a rule only to certain parts of the hall but sometimes from their special seats women addressed the club and even proposed amendments and resolutions more than once they were voted the honours of the session in seventeen ninety two on the twenty ninth of february a member was severely reprimanded for having introduced three women into his private box perhaps the severity of this reprimand may have been due to the fact that one of the women was madame roland who was not popular in the club with her were madame and mademoiselle pache wife and daughter of the future war minister and mayor of paris counter-revolutionists who never hesitated to bring the vilest charges against their opponents accused pache of sending his daughter to the club to be kissed by drunken jacobins madame roland unlike most of the revolutionary women was not a clubiste in fact neither she nor her husband can have been in the least clubable more than once both monsieur and madame roland were denounced in the jacobin club one of the members when he wanted to be ironical announced that madame roland was about to found a woman's club at the tuileries ultimately roland's name was erased from the roll of members but there were other prominent women who for a time at any rate were great favourites with the jacobins and large numbers appear to have been fortunate enough to obtain tickets of admission madame julien to whose diary we shall refer later says that when she went to the club on the evening of the fifth of august seventeen ninety two she found there some two or three hundred ladies dressed as if for the theatre the journalist madame robert often addressed the club two days after madame julien's visit she told how three men had attacked her in the street and tried to make her pluck the national cockade out of her hat of the first the sight of a little knife and a firm refusal made short work against the sword cane of the second she defended herself with a roll of engravings she was carrying when the third was pulling off her hat 
a fourth came up and said you fools don't you know this is not the day the last remark referred doubtless to the counter-revolution that most revolutionaries believed the royalists to have planned for a certain day the voice of terroigne de mericourt was also frequently heard in the club the de goncourt's right of the pitiless herodias who revealed herself eloquent and legal-minded at the jacobin club we have already seen terroigne in three revolutionary parts as a rebel in the october insurrection as an assiduous attendant in the galleries of the national assembly and as the foundress of a salon we left her in may seventeen ninety at her home at marcourt whither she may have gone to escape prosecution by the chatelet law court which as it will be remembered issued a warrant for her arrest in the following august tirouaing was absent from paris for nearly two years on her return she received an ovation from the jacobin club and well she deserved it for her experiences had been strange and her sufferings many in the revolutionary cause while staying with her flemish relatives in the autumn of seventeen ninety she had been secretly seized and carried off to the austrian fortress of kufstein in the tyrol where she was imprisoned during the emperor's good pleasure on the charge of having attempted to take the life of the emperor's sister marie antoinette queen of france during the insurrection of the previous october one may readily believe that so inveterate an agitator would leave no stone unturned in the effort to obtain her release europe resounded with terroigne's complaints they resulted first in her being taken out of her dungeon and placed in a private house then in her being granted something like freedom to go and come in the immediate neighbourhood and finally in her complete liberation by the end of seventeen ninety one she was back in paris and on the twenty sixth of january seventeen ninety two a member of the jacobin club declared that he had to announce a triumph for patriotism mademoiselle tirouagne famous for her civisme and for the persecutions she has endured is here in the ladies gallery immediately several jacobin rose went up to the gallery and escorted the heroine down into the main body of the hall there for the first time she addressed the club her oratory was wonderful only the pen of a de goncourt can do justice to her eloquence it was extraordinary audacious unbridled overwhelming it proceeded from a brain packed with the confused and jostling memories of miscellaneous reading from lips on which the french language halted yet notwithstanding down the torrent of her emphase rolled the grandeur of pinder the majesty of the bible in her voice were the imperiousness and the threatening of a people in wrath the great club received her with all the interest due to her sex and her misfortunes she accepted an invitation to write the story of her sufferings and to read it at the club's next meeting the reading when it occurred on the first of february produced a veritable feminist manifestation the only one to which the jacobin ever gave expression unfortunately the actual document which in an expanded form the writer promised to publish does not exist but references to it may be found in newspapers of the day in le patriote francais for example which reports terroigne as having said that the only way to establish the revolution on a firm basis was to make war on the rebels and despots who threaten us with war but who fear it more than we the heroine went on to give encouraging reports of the progress of the revolution in the low countries in germany and even in the emperor's own household the chairman of the meeting madame roland's friend Lantenat, ignoring terroigne's cry for war congratulated her on having triumphed through that passive resistance which in civilized countries is woman's role which has so often caused tyrants to grow pale and which to unenlightened nations appears supernatural 
he adjured the oratress to repeat her story whenever citizens assembled in great numbers after l'entonnat manuel took the floor and waxed even more enthusiastic he hailed terroing as one of the first amazons of liberty as a martyr to the constitution he referred to a society of men that had once presumed to question whether women had souls but those men were priests double-faced calumniating women in order to appear not to love them if our fathers said manuel had so poor an opinion of women it was because they were not free liberty would have taught them that nature can create portias as easily as civilas in conclusion the orator demanded for terroing the honours of the session she received them and not of that session only but of many that followed for the next few months la belle liegeoise was as free of the assemblies as were any of the men members the scotsman dr john moore when he visited the club saw terroing not relegated to the gallery with her sisters but sitting in the body of the hall with the men and wearing a semi-military costume her favourite attire was as we have seen a riding habit white or red green or blue but at one festival she appeared in greek drapery une robe à la grecque but alas terroing's popularity with the jacobins endured but a few weeks for she spoke too long and too often the same may be said of another woman clubist rose or as recent research has it claire lacombe lacombe was born in the south of france at pamiers in ariege about seventeen sixty five very attractive with dark hair eyes and eyebrows she went on to the stage and enjoyed considerable success in provincial theatres until the violence of her revolutionary opinions involved her in a quarrel with the managers of the lyon theatre then she came to paris where she made her first public appearance on the twenty fifth of july seventeen ninety two at the jacobin club there she read amidst much applause a petition which she was to present a few hours later to the legislative assembly of that petition we shall have more to say in another chapter apparently living on her savings as she said lacombe now devoted herself to promoting the revolution her conduct on the tenth of august during the attack on the tuileries won for her a civic crown for which a fortnight later she publicly thanked the assembly amidst loud applause the second in influence of the great revolutionary clubs the cordeliers was also the scene of women's activities founded on august fifth seventeen ninety the cordeliers met on the left bank of the seine at first in the monastery of the grey friars or cordeliers which was in the street of that name now called la rue de l'école de médecine the monastery from which the club took its name was as vast as that of the jacobins on the other side of the water it had a large library one of the finest in paris and it was in the library hall that the club held its meetings but only for the first eight months of its existence in may seventeen ninety one it was compelled to seek other quarters for months it wandered from hall to hall until it finally settled in a house known as l'hôtel de Jean-Lys at twenty four rue dauphine though in popular parlance the club retained the name of the monastery which had been its first meeting-place its correct title was la société des amis des droits de l'homme et du citoyen as the title implies the club was occupied rather with the rights of individuals than like the jacobins with broad legislative measures and political machinery at the head of all their documents the cordeliers had engraved an open eye intended to designate the vigilance of the society ever on the watch for any official delinquency especially for any miscarriage of justice 
the cordelier having protested in vain against the imprisonment of rené audu subscribed for her to have a private room in the chatelet prison and sent her clothes by one of their most active adherents mademoiselle lemort the successor of the cordelier in france to-day is la ligue des droits de l'homme et du citoyen which was founded during the dreyfus affair and of which professor Ollard, the great historian of the revolution is one of the most prominent and active members the cordeliers were completely democratic their members belonged to all classes women played a prominent part in their proceedings whether women were ever actually admitted as members of the club is doubtful m Ollard thinks it possible another reliable authority professor mathieu merely mentions women as being present and sometimes taking part in the deliberations there remain to us two striking accounts of the appearance of women at the cordelier the first an address given by a woman the second a woman's description of a debate but in neither case was it probably the cordelier club the first the speech of terroigne de mericourt was to the district of the cordelier before the club was founded the second was the visit of madame de genlis to what she calls the cordelier club but which was more likely to have been the cordelier fraternal society that was closely connected with the club it was in february seventeen ninety that thierwang visited the club and there achieved her most brilliant oratorical success the account of it and a full summary of thierwang's oration was given in his revolution de france et de brabant by camille desmoulins who heard it camille had come to enroll himself on the register of the cordelier district and was about to leave the hall when the usher informed the president of the assembly that a lady was asking permission to enter she was thought to be some ordinary petitioner and great was the surprise when it transpired that she was none other than the famous mademoiselle thierwang enthusiasm seized the members and one cried it is the queen of sheba come to see the solomon of the districts thierwang who was already on the platform with never-failing readiness replied yes it is the renown of your wisdom that brings me among you prove that you are solomon that to you it is given to build the temple and hasten to build one for the national assembly then la belle liegeoise let loose the flood of her oratory with flowers of classical allusion and biblical imagery thierwang drove her point home the assembly was unworthily housed moving from the jeu de pomme to the hotel de menu plaisir at versailles then to the manege at paris it was like noah's dove sent out from the ark of the covenant it had no sure and certain place whereon to lay its foot meanwhile the site of the dungeons of la bastille stood empty one hundred thousand workmen were unemployed what more is needed o cordelier model of all districts patriots republicans romans lose no time open a subscription list invite your architects to send in tenders cut down the cedars of mount lebanon the fir-trees of mount ida ah if ever stones were to move it would not be to build the walls of thebes but to construct the temple of liberty then calling on her woman hearers to give their jewels to the cause thierwang set the example by taking off her own ornaments amidst violent applause the meeting resolved that the officers of the district should draw up an appeal to be addressed to the districts and to the departments but like many another appeal if ever made it was fruitless that glorious temple of liberty never had any existence outside thierwang's feverish brain madame de genlis when she visited the cordelier said she heard women declaiming there with loud deep voices voix de poitrine against the nobles and priests they waxed most eloquent in attacks on the rich 
a fishwife une poissarde repeated over and over again that préjugé mobilière she meant nobilière could not be tolerated but no one paid the slightest attention to this little slip of the tongue and the speaker was warmly applauded it seemed to madame de genlis that the great delight of all these people was to imitate contrefaire sérieusement the president and members of the national assembly the third in influence of the revolution clubs was le cercle social or to give its full and formal title l'assemblée fédérative des amis de la vérité it met twice a week on mondays and fridays in the huge partially subterranean circus which had been constructed by the duc de chartres in the middle of the palais royal gardens in seventeen eighty eight the friends held their first meeting on the first of october seventeen ninety chacun un rayon de lumière bring each of you a ray of light was the motto inscribed over the platform if that requisition were complied with the light must have been dazzling for no less than five thousand are said to have been present the club immediately became one of the great institutions of the capital and the favourite resort of fashionable ladies at the end of the first six weeks its members numbered three thousand the subscription was eight livres a month condorcet was a frequent speaker there the grandiloquent title of the club could not fail to provoke the irony of the journalists one of whom wrote truth has set up her throne in the circus that place is put to many uses on tuesdays thursdays and sundays it is a concert-room on wednesdays and saturdays nymphs of the neighbourhood turn it into a dancing saloon on mondays and fridays people come there to tell the truth not oratory alone was provided those who were bored by condorcet's eloquence as many were might play cards or billiards drink coffee or read in the library le cercle social was the daughter of an earlier group le club philosophique a gathering of cultivated doctrinaires with cosmopolitan and feminist sympathies while the jacobins within closed doors at first were occupied in preparing the deliberations of the national assembly and the cordeliers with the rights of the individual the social circle was a kind of political academy concerned with the theoretical side of the revolution its most active member was the abbe fauchet described in one anti-revolutionary newspaper as bishop by the wrath of god like many other clubs le club révolutionnaire des arts and le club des dames for instance le cercle social had its own organ in the press a weekly paper which fauchet edited it was entitled bouche de fer iron mouth because at the door of its office in la rue de l'ancienne comedie stood an open iron box ready to receive in writing the expression of every grievance the paper entirely occupied with the ventilation and discussion of these complaints contained no news though women were not denied the privilege of paying a monthly subscription to the social circle they were debarred from exercising any control over the society its direction remained entirely in the hands of the little band of masculine philosophers who had founded it there would seem to be no doubt that some of the well-known men's revolution clubs actually admitted women as members for tirouang and la reine Audu were members of le club des minimes and therese cabarus afterwards madame tallien writing to the journal de la cour et de la ville to protest against certain allegations made against her described herself as membresse du club des électeurs de but on the whole in these clubs we have mentioned women were kept at a certain distance we now come to a different kind of club les sociétés fraternelles in which women played a really important part as is shown by the fact that many of them were called société des deux sexes 
the society stood in relation to the clubs in much the same position as in the religious world of present-day england the mission hall stands in relation to the church these fraternal societies were popular assemblies often the resorts of whole families of children as well as of parents as the revolution went on each of the great clubs came to have one of these popular societies attached to it and they multiplied rapidly especially in the provinces their importance in instructing the mass of the people in revolution principles can hardly be exaggerated the subscription only a few sous a month was small enough to admit the lowliest End of chapter 3 part 1